welcome. Legally Brief presents Changing Our Institutions. I'm your host, Judy Saunders. I'm a lawyer who works with private and public companies, educational institutions, and sports organizations to identify root causes, confront historic failures, and boldly implement change to our institutions. This podcast is for corporate change agents, disruptors, and mindset mavericks who are committed to making our institutions work better for themselves and the next generation. I want to remind you that while I hope you enjoy every episode in the series that we're doing on changing our institutions, the content of this programming is not a substitute for speaking directly with an attorney who understands your unique circumstances. If you're looking for past episodes or information, please head on over to my website. There you'll find information and you can sign up for newsletters and you can learn more about me and my practice. I'm glad you're here. Let's get ready and let's talk and make some changes. Hello and welcome. Celebrating African-American History Month, February 2023. The last episode, we celebrated the individual, the collective, the community of African-American communities and Black families. We talked about that. Today's episode, we will discuss African-American history from the perspective of Black mothers what the experience is like, what the narrative has been like in American culture. And finally, we'll end the show by rewriting and rethinking the narrative of Black motherhood and sharing that with the many wonderful listeners that I have in this diverse audience so that we can start to think of what it is to be a Black mother, what it should always have been thought of, but unfortunately was not cast that way by some of the media that we digest, be it movies, storylines, or some of the systemic injustices that African-American mothers have had to encounter. So continuing on with this celebration, this opportunity to stop, and it is a celebration of American history. That's really how I like to think of this because there is no other way that I think of myself Of course, you know, you'll hear me make references to having a Caribbean culture, my parents from Trinidad and Tobago, but I think of myself as integral, woven, planted, raised in American culture, American society. And it is the only country I know, and it's the country I love. So African-American history is what? It is American history. The Atlantic Magazine in an article written by Lee Wright Rejour titled The Persistent Joy of Black Mothers, published in August 11 of 2022, was an article where it was shared and this ideal idea was brought to the forefront of just how Black motherhood has been viewed. The line below the article title reads this, the title being, again, The Persistent Joy of Black Mothers, characterized throughout American history as symbols of crisis, trauma, and grief. These women constantly reject those narratives 
through world making of their own. And that's exactly what it has been and always should have been, but what Black Mother, Black Joy is really all about. And when you look at African-American history through this lens, you see that in spite of the failed narrative, the one-sided, sad, tragic narratives, that there really is so much joy and wonder in being a Black mother and in celebrating them. And Black mothers have always been the substance of any community. Allow me for a minute to connect that for you and tell you exactly what I mean. So we know looking back generations in American history, if we think back to the time when African bodies were enslaved, men, women, children, infants, and for a second now pan out and you think about what the African-American with the African body, female body has been used for breeding, then it's been used for the care of both the African family and also for the white family, serving as nursemaid to white families, serving as cooks, cleaners, always a role of servitude and one of service. And in doing so, Black mothers have allowed for the building of this country. There would be no America if it were not for the sacrifices, if it were not for the labor and the nonstop work of African-American mothers and what they put into building every institution, building businesses, starting, like I said, from the enslavement of Black bodies and Black mothers to the present, where we see African-American women in different roles, in leadership roles, also in still taking care of their homes, whether it's through staying at home or whether it's going out into the workforce. We still see those reflections of what it is to be an African-American mother. However, in the Atlantic, I highlight it because I am not the best wordsmith. And this article really put and crystallized a point on how the whole prism of African-American mothers has been viewed. And so I read directly from the article a few, let me read a few excerpts so you can understand what I mean. Um, So the author says that ideas that Black people, and this were the lead up to this, setting the stage for this, is talking about how Black humanity, Black personhood, and mothers have been viewed historically in American culture. They've been viewed with the idea that Black people are not human, that they're not worthy of anything good in the world. But she goes on to say that for many, for Black mothers, in spite of this, they are choosing joy, which is in contrast, is really in contrast, and disrupting what American culture, movies, Hollywood has said about Black mothers. And what has been said for generations, I know what I grew up seeing, um, thank God if it wasn't for my amazing Black mother, Ethel Robert Saunders, who also disrupted the picture that would have been fed to me through Hollywood's. I was fortunate to have a mother that was present and that went against everything that was coming out 
or still is being churned out in different ways, be it in social media, be it in videos. The idea, and, and this idea is what my mother and so many million other Black mothers went against, as the this article says, the American mythology that surrounded the so-called menace of the pathological Black matriarch of the 1960s, the treacherous welfare queen of the 1970s. And boy, do I remember that. I remember movies where you would, a Black woman would be depicted in Cadillacs or fur coats and walking around with, you know, six, seven children, absolutely in direct contrast to any reality that most, if not all, of African-American children and families saw. The article goes on to say that also some of these myths and portrayals of Black mothers were the drug-addicted crack mother and her babies of the 1980s. That, And that's really the portrayal of Black mothers that have always, that has been out there. And that we're using this episode to once and all, at least to the listeners and for myself, to put that to bed, put that to rest. It's a myth. It's a lie. Go tell your friends, share it. We'll, uh, maybe we'll come up with a hashtag that you can share. Hashtag the, the myth of the Black mother is dead. Something to that effect. Because as this author says, and this is also a really great line that talks about how so many of us, as we see how our mothers were portrayed, as now myself, a mother, how we were portrayed, that this author goes on to say that Black mothers' private lives they're constantly subjected to public scrutiny, judgment, as if to suggest that these women, Black mothers, cannot be trusted to be responsible for themselves or they're just unfit to be mothers. So that's one thing that we are definitely putting to rest with this. Also, please take time to read or look at and it's mentioned in the Atlantic article, the groundbreaking book, 1998, Killing of the Black Body, written by Dorothy Roberts, who wrote this. White childbearing is generally thought to be a beneficial activity. It brings personal joy and allows the nation to flourish. However, in contrast, and this is my words now, what we have been fed, and there is the tendency, it's a prevailing thought, current, and perspective that is put out in different forms for myself, for our children, for everyone to digest, is this thought of that Black mothers, Black families, and as the Atlantic article states, are seen as harmful and a drain on the nation, welfare, we want benefits. And as such, Black mothers, motherhood should be controlled and disciplined. Now that's in contrast to when you think about, you know, the pictures of, you know, be it the Pampers pictures or the Huggies with, you know, the adorable non-white children or feeding or the, just whatever you have. But that's in contrast to when you think about, according to Dorothy Roberts, White childbearing is generally thought to be a beneficial activity that brings personal joy 
and allows for our nation to flourish. So we all know that these perceptions, these harmful myths have been out there. They have become a part of culture, a part of the story. As I said before, the narrative that I urge you during this African-American History Month to rethink. It's so pervasive. You might not even think about it. You might not even know that you're affected by it. You might say, like so many friends that I have, so many allies that I have who are not white, friends that, girlfriends that I have that are white and they're of different background, whether it be Irish or Italian, and they're great friends, I include among girlfriends that I have that are Jewish, that can very clearly say that they count me among their friends. They don't have any ill will or ill feelings. But I challenge anyone who calls me a friend, anyone that calls African-American culture a part of American culture and believes, I call them during this month and doing this episode to not only call us friends, invite us to dinner, but to think about When you see messaging, wherever it's coming through, your Netflix, your Hulu feed, whatever you're streaming, whether it's your movies, whether it's the songs, whether it's the magazines that you're flipping through on the airplane or on vacation or on TikTok, think about, be aware and be alert for these misperceptions and these myths that come through and question them and wonder why and how. Because we've all, if you live in this world, If you live in America, we have all been changed and all been harmed by notions and the poison of white body dominant. We've all been harmed by it. So be aware of that and reject any idea that a white birth or white motherhood is any different. When we are mourning during this and grieving during this Black History Month, for the loss of another another young man, Tyree Nichols. And it was, again, a situation where you have to look at a African-American family who's been forever changed. Their entire story, their generation will now have this sorrow on it. It won't just be his mother. It won't be his father, his co-workers, his friends his you know his son his entire generation his great great grandchildren will now know of this horrible incident and i thought of and i saw the new york times had a picture of his mother rovan wells and his father at the funeral and i thought to again once again a mom crying and i was trying to see it through the eyes of individuals who, if you look, you know, to Mr. Gardner, who was killed in New York City, his mother, the family of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, all of these family members, all of these mothers, and Ahmaud Arbery, different mothers crying. And I start to think, I wonder how that lands on the perspective of individuals who are looking at this who are not African-American. Is it just yet another tearful face wet with tears, black mom. And I wonder how that looks. And I wonder how that feeds into this myth that our motherhood may be any different, that the love that we feel for our child, those moments that we all hold dear, you know, teaching our kid how to ride bikes. 
I wonder, do when we think about and you're flipping through and you see another police killing or another harm done to an African-American family, an African-American mother, do you think about that mother who packed the lunches and took their kids to the beach? Do you think about, you know, that mother teaching their, taking their kids, you know, to play dates and, you know, running up to the school because, you know, taking a special lunch or cupcakes to their child's kindergarten class? Do you think of all those tender moments that, you know, you would think of a non-Black, a white family doing, you know, getting on the plane, rushing to, you know, another family vacation and, you know, the parents, you know, getting everything done, packing all the suitcases, you know, the frustrating things, but after the, you have the pictures to laugh at or the mom preparing, you know, her son or daughter's, you know, favorite meal for Thanksgiving, just the way they like it. Do you think about that when we think about Black motherhood? And I hope that you do. I hope we all do because it's not only the sadness, it's also the joy. And it's the joy that, you know, I'm talking about today on this episode. And with that, you know, I want to turn because I'm taking specific, I'm making an emphasis to say that the experience, the African-American motherhood experience is not just filled with horror and it's not filled with these myths. But before I move on, because I did want to bring this out, I did want to talk about one mother that is especially important. And I knew about this. My parents made sure to teach me about the Emmett Till story and Mammy Till Mobley, who was Emmett Till's mother. And for anyone that does not know, that was the 1955 murder, kidnapping, and torture of a 14-year-old child, Emmett Till, who was from Chicago, but was going and went to visit family in Mississippi. And during that time, he was kidnapped by two white men and brutally murdered. And his mother, in her wisdom and in her strength and in her joy and her honor, the joy that she felt from that, from being a mother to that child, didn't just let this go silently into the night. And instead, she showed America just what the underbelly of white supremacy, hate, and racism looked like. She had allowed for her child to be photographed with his face tortured and bloated and displayed. And as Dave Chappelle said in one of his monologues, that Mammy Till, his mother, was an original gangster. Her bravery showed us. And it, it to this day, I mean, can you imagine if if she had, that would have been absolutely appropriate too. If she had just become overcome with the grief, let him be silently, you know, buried and honored that way, that would have been fine too. That would have been her prerogative. But instead, she ensured that the press, the media, and America knew what it had done to her son. So I salute that mother also. Now, turning to some other mothers that we're going to celebrate and talk about. And I wanted to you know, move away, move the spotlight or twist the spotlight a little bit on some mothers that you might not hear so much. We always give respect and a lot of praise to, you know, mothers, notable mothers, you know, Michelle Obama and individuals like that. But I found some moms that really symbolize what it is to be an African-American mother. So for 
This month, I highlight names such as Tracy Von Till. Tracy is a mom. She's a designer of eyewear by her name, Von Till, and she uses utilizes Caribbean, African, and Latinx patterns to create glasses for all people. I also highlight another symbol of the beauty of Black motherhood in Tania Smith, who is the owner and creator of She Got Papers. She got papers out of Brooklyn, New York. And Tania uses her brilliant storytelling and amazing stationery to empower women to write their way to deeper conversations and inner peace. And if you want to be overjoyed, if you want to connect with African-American mothers and the African-American experience, go to Tania's Instagram feed. She got papers and subscribe to it. Follow her. She puts out just the greatest videos in what I love to be through Brooklyn style. So that's Tania Smith with She's Got Papers. Also, we applaud Tara Dardley and also her husband who came up with a brilliant idea. I wish I knew about this before, Tara. It is called Yummy Mitt Teethings, Mittens. They're yummy teething mittens. And the whole idea when her child was young, and we all know if you're a mom, when your child starts to teeth, it's torture for the child and also torture for the mom and the dads and the siblings in the house because those gums are on fire. And she was looking for a way to soothe her child without, you know, constantly falling out. And so she came up with a mitten, which I think is brilliant. So go and check that out, celebrate that. Also, Asia Thomas, she is the owner of a, one of the owners of the Subway Sandwich Shop, which she owns a franchise outside of Atlanta. We applaud Dr. Michelle Roberts Borden. And I am giving a shout out. I'm sorry. It's my podcast and that's my cousin. And, you know, she's a brilliant mother, brilliant OBGYN, educated out of Stanford University, who is always, always has the answer, knows she's been practicing, what, over 25 years now. She's in the DC metro area. Ari Simpson, who is the founder of Tease for Life, which with over 1 million in sales. If you're looking for another mother to celebrate who really is producing a product that something that caught my eye, Marsha Williams, who owns Embellish Beauty. And this beauty product, it's a vegan, cruelty-free, no gluten and no parabens. Now I'm gonna give it up for that because that's the way I live my life or that's my aspire to. And Miss Williams was inspired to create this beauty line from her grandmother who was a successful hairdresser in Philadelphia. And among that it's cosmetics. And like I said before, vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free. Also the last mom will celebrate. And there's so many more. These are just some that I knew about personally, or I've used their products, or I found them in research. Taisha Avers with Cashmere Moons, who creates eco-friendly lotions and oils. Miss Ayers is a Air Force veteran. So look her up, support Black moms, dispel the myths, 
and let's rewrite the history of Black motherhood, African-American moms and families, and celebrate them today, in February, and forever. We are a part of American culture. We are American history. Happy African-American History Month. Until next time, be well. information and content in this podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. Nothing in this podcast shall constitute legal advice and shall not create an attorney-client relationship. This information is general and may not be applicable to your particular circumstances. You should review your particular circumstances with an attorney. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast is hereby expressly disclaimed.